Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the April 10th show. You can hear us on air Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 p.m., 8 a.m., also on podcast or our Facebook premiere show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how they can affect your money. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. And our guest for today's show, Gloria Chen of VIS Designs. Why do I need an interior designing for a kitchen or a bathroom remodeling? And are there key steps for a sunroom or an ADU addition? Great information, great guests that we have on the show today. For for more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at 1-855- 411.50. Again, that's 1-855-411.50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And let's start out today's show as we do each week with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. And that music, Keelan, I think it's time for you to share some money chat. Excited to see what you have. Um, Today, I was going to talk about how it's never too late to refinance. So even though mortgage rates are slightly higher than their all-time lows, but not by much, it makes sense for a lot of people still to refinance right now. In many cases, you can significantly reduce your monthly payment and or possibly get rid of your costly mortgage insurance altogether, possibly reduce it. So uh, it's tempting to play the market and see if interest rates come back down to these all times low, but even if they eventually did, you could have been banking on significant savings by refinancing now. It can likely take years before a potential lower rate in the future uh, would catch up to the savings that you could start seeing right this minute. So it might be a trade-off that's not worth it. There's no guarantee either. We don't know what rates are going to do in the future. I mean, inflation and certain indicators point that that they're going to go up, but um, there's no guarantee that rates are going to move lower in the future either. So I'm a big advocate of a bird in hand is better than two in the bush. You know what your saving is right now. And one of the most powerful things that my clients are taking advantage of right now, and I'm sure yours too, Tina, is debt consolidation. So even if you're not improving your rate, which a lot of people are right now, it can still make sense for some people uh, to refinance. It's it's easy to just kind of get caught up and just focus on rate. And I even hear this old adage of like, you need to save 1% or it doesn't make sense to refinance. And this is just not true. So you need to look at kind of the individual opportunity and, and look at 
your specific circumstances to see if it makes sense for you and your family uh, or not. But if we take a hypothetical example, and let's say you bought a home in 2019 for 550000 and you put 20% down. So let's say that the home, obviously homes are rising, goes up to 650,000. The estimated remaining balance at a 3% interest rate with an APR of 3.039 would be 422,148. And I'm playing kind of devil's advocate here because rates in 2019 were definitely not 3%. They're more like 4% with an APR of 4.039%. But your estimated payment would be 1855. So let's say as time went on, you found yourself in some debt, and especially with COVID that happened to a lot of people. So let's say you have a vehicle loan, and these are all hypothetical, but let's say you had a vehicle loan for $28,000 at $650 per month, uh, personal loan for $18,300 a month, a Discover card at $4,000, $100 a month payment. And then let's say you had a Visa card for $8,000 at $150 per month. That's a total of 58,000 in debt. And you know, quite frankly, it can happen pretty quickly on people. These things are kind of incremental. Then all of a sudden things add up and you realize, whoa, I'm in quite a bit of debt. I've seen way worse situations than this, by the way. That would be $1,200 per month that you'd be paying out. If you add that to the mortgage, you'd have a current monthly outgo of $3,168 per month. So your existing loan would have been $422,148 plus $58,000 in debt. You'd have 28 years left on your mortgage. So you'd have a choice now. You can continue to pay $3,168 per month and use additional cash to pay off your debt. Or you could do a cash out refinance, use the equity from your home to consolidate your debt. And if you did that, let's say the new interest rate is higher than your current loan. We're going to kind of throw a curveball. Your current rate was 3% with that APR of 3.039. Let's say it went to 3.375 with an APR of 3.14. The new loan would be $480,148, including your debt that you consolidated. The new principal would be 2123 So you could go on in life after you refinance $900. $132 a month richer, or you could take that $932 and apply it towards your new mortgage to pay it off faster. Everything you pay above principal and interest in these loans go directly to principal. It's not like nothing's happening in the time between now and you take you pay your loan off. So you're taking chunks at $932 out of your debt um, each month as this goes on. So um, all you're doing really is just simply reallocating the money that you already have instead of paying this extra debt. So if you paid the exact same thing that you paid before your new mortgage, you'd pay off your debt in, in, and your home in 17 years and four months. That's saving you 10 years and eight months. And if we look at the amortization over that, um, over the, the amortization gain between the original loan and the new one, a five-year amortization on the original loan would have been 52000 and the new mortgage in five years would be 111000 That's a gain of $59,316. After 10 years, you'd gain 131000 and at the end of 17 years and four months when you paid the mortgage off, you'd gain $261,374 after the amortization of debts and closing costs. That's an increase of your net worth of $203,000 just by allocating money that you previously spent, and could you imagine how long it would have taken you to pay that debt off just by using extra money and um, and up against all those uh, interest rates. So uh, all in all situations, boss, talk to me and Tina and look at your situation a little bit deeper because this is a game changer for you and your life that you could be sitting on right now. Wow. Great money chat, Keelan. And yes, being smart with what you're doing with your money and the assets that you have, you know, that's such a great uh, share there for our listeners. 
you know, pulling cash out for investment opportunities is another thing. Investing in the stock market, buying more real estate. You can buy a second vacation home, save tons of money from vacationing out, outside of the state. Airbnb, investment property, so much opportunity uh, as Keelan is uh, sharing there with taking cash out on your mortgage. This is Tina Mitchell with your money chat. This month may have brought April Fool's Day, but thank you, thankfully, the strong job and home appreciation reports were no joke. Job creations rose sharply in March as the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported 916,000 new jobs were created, which was even stronger than the 675,000 expected. There were also positive combined revisions to the January and February figures, totaling an additional 156,000 jobs in the month. Uh, the unemployment rate did tick down from 6.2% to 6%, but the real unemployment rate is actually higher, as I will explain in just a minute. The private sector also saw strong job gains in March per the ADP employment report which showed a gain of 517,000 jobs. This was in line with expectations and the best level of hiring in six months. The latest weekly job claims reported showed that the number of people filing for unemployment benefits for the first time increased in the latest week through the, though the number of continued to receive both regular and pandemic related benefits did decline. However, the total number of people continuing to receive benefits throughout all programs remain such so much higher than a year ago, underscoring that our recovery is still a little way to go. The leisure, hospitality, and construction sectors led the way on job gains. In addition, there were positive combined revisions to the figures 156,000 in jobs. Note that there are two reports within the jobs report and there's a fundamental difference between them. The business survey and where the headlines job number come from and it's basically predominantly on modeling. The household survey where the unemployment rate comes from is done by actual phone calls to 60,000 homes. The household survey also has a job loss or creation component, and it showed that there is 609,000 jobs created. Now, we did see improvements in the unemployment rate as it decreased from 6.2% to 6%. On the one hand, this decline was the right reasons, while there was 609,000 job gains for the labor force increased by 347,000 because there were so many job gains than people joining the labor force and the unemployment rate moved lower. However, it's important to break down the numbers as the true unemployment rate is actually higher than the headline figure. That's because people who are not able to look for work due to pandemic reasons and who are still unemployed are not counted and this number at 3.7 million people. When we add this into the calculations, the real unemployment rate is 8.4%. In addition, there has been a lingering misclassification error where people were classified absent from work for other reasons and not marked as unemployment or temporary layoff when they should have been. Without this error, the headline unemployment rate would have been 0.4% higher or 6.4% while the real unemployment rate counting those unable to use to look at the work due to the pandemic reasons 
would have been closer to 8.75. The all-in unemployment rate, which includes total unemployed plus all personal marginal attached to the labor force plus total employment part-time for economic reasons improved to 11.1 to 10.7%. Over the housing sector, Pending home sales, which measure signed contracts on existing homes, fell 10.6% for January to February. The decline was due to, in large part, of the inventory, lack of inventory and available homes being 30% lower than it was in February of last year. Demand for the homes remained strong, and quite simply, if there were more homes available, there would have been more sales. Low inventory has also helped home prices continue to show strong appreciation gains. The Case-Shiller Home Price Index, which is considered the gold standard for appreciation, accelerated a 15-year high in January, up 11.2% year-over-year on the national reading. The Federal Housing Finance Agency, FHFA, Housing Price Index, which measures home price appreciation on single-family homes with conforming loan amounts, also came in hot, with home prices up 1% from December to January and 12% compared to January last year. The 20 city index rose from 10.2% to 11.1% year over year. Now with almost all of the cities showing strong gains, Phoenix plus 0.15.8%, Seattle woo -woo, plus 14.3% and San Diego up 14.2% reported highest annual gains amongst the 20 cities. And that is your money chat. Coming up next in the money hour, why do I need an interior designer for a kitchen or bathroom remodel? What are the key steps for a sunroom or ADU addition? We have Gloria Chen of VIS Designs right here on 1150 AM KKNW. So are you overwhelmed by your home remodeling project? How do you identify a load-bearing wall? How should you make it to look trendy or eye-catching? Where do I find a designer that is great in both interior design and permitting? Gloria Chen with VIS Designs has assisted individuals just like you in matter of bathroom design, kitchen design, and permitting. Her design talents will bring enjoyment for your family and add value to your home. In addition, her budget control skills are an exceptional bonus. To find out more, contact Gloria Chen at 206-335-4199. That's 206-335-4199 or Gloria C at vis-designs.com. Again, that's Gloria C at vis-designs.com. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the April 10th show. Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. Also, you can catch us on podcast or our Facebook premiere show. I am Tina Mitchell, your host. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. It is a great day to talk about money, and that is what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, 
so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that is 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now in studio, Glory Chen of VIS Designs. Why do I need an interior designer for a kitchen or a bathroom remodel? What are the key steps for a sunroom or ADU addition? Right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Gloria, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Um, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And you. Yeah, and a little bit about Gloria. She obtained her Bachelor of Architecture for, from WSU. 11 years in her architectural career, she completed her interior design and fine art trading at Bellevue College. In 2013 and 2014, she was a, a juncture facility um, of Highland Community College teaching sustainable design. Gloria has 25 years professional experience in both architecture and interior design. She is perceptive in capturing clients' visions and preferences. Glory is well-versed in current design trends and has a strong skill in budget control. She also has extended knowledge in building systems and building codes. So uh, I'm curious on where this all started, Gloria. What brought you into this architecture and, and design field? Thank you. Um, this is a good question. Um, and actually, my first degree is not architecture and interior design. It is engineering. Um, and then I found no people in the engineering major, which means it's not a people related major. Um, I love to connect to people and serve them. And so that's why I um, changed my major to architecture. Um, and then the once uh, after that, I just became uh, very, very interested in um, the space design, um, fine arts, lighting design. Um, so after I graduated from architecture and 10 years into my career, I switched to interior design. And now I, um, my business is for both interior design and architecture. I found myself um, bridging between these two very well. Well, and what a great to have the experience on both sides. And I've seen you present a lot, uh, Gloria, and uh, definitely you're passionate about what you're doing and uh, love again, you know, being with clients. And that's really important if you're going to be in a, a career and you like to meet with people, you want to be able to meet and help directly with those people. So Gloria, what sets you apart next to your competitors? Yeah, uh, a lot of architects, um, don't have the talents in interior design. Uh, they are good in uh, more technical side of it. Like for example, um, uh, code um, research, um, permitting, um, building systems, structures, you know, but in turn, when it comes to colors and uh, finishes and creating the mood and the, the atmosphere for the space, um, they relied on interior designers. On the other hand, interior designers are very um, um, experienced in the, the creating the, the spatial mood of the space. However, not everyone 
are uh, is very good in the code research in the code requirements. So what set me apart is I have experience in both, understand both. I can bring these two together and really provide the best service to my clients. I think it's so unbelievable, Gloria, that you have like such a deeper understanding for each thing. You're talking about engineering, which is like the core of how things work, to architecture, and that's like building those things to actually designing it. So you have like every layer covered of how you're going to make this space work best. And then on top of that, yeah, that codes, the codes could be extremely costly if you have somebody that doesn't know what they're doing and goes ahead and does something that they weren't supposed to do because they didn't know that it was, you know, the correct way to do things. And uh, we run into that in our business with refinancing and purchasing homes where you get additions that haven't been coded correct and things like that. We could tell you too, it costs you a lot of money. So what an amazing thing, a, a group of skills that you have to bring to the table. Uh, on a different level, what do you love most about what you do? Well, I really love solving problems. I uh, am a more uh, analytic thinking because I came from engineering background. Uh, so I'm a very detail-oriented. Solving problems is, is my uh, hobby. <laughs> I really enjoy uh, challenges. Uh, if there's no challenge, there's no fun. <laughs> um, I found myself um, solving more complicated problems better than others. So um, this is what I really enjoy doing and serving clients to solve the problems that they cannot solve or they are uh, confused or they feel overwhelmed and you know just give them to me and I'll solve it really quickly and very well for you. And that is a great business owner that sees problems and challenges not just as opportunities however are in addition to that just excited to see them because of the opportunities and what you're learning on the other side so that is great gloria so other ways that you are best serving your clients it's uh, to see myself from my client's perspective and then uh, to see their time and the money as my own which means i consider like for example if they need permitting and the all different kinds of permit types takes different time frame. So in order to save time for them, I really need to understand the co-requirements and also other the permit types. And so that's why I can provide, I can save them time so that their construction start date can be sooner than later. And also um, I provide the best design solutions uh, within my client's targeted budget. So everything can be designed in a way that meets your requirement, but the prices can be different. So that's why um, I, I enjoy doing it. That's super cool. I mean, who, you know everything about from the design of the home to what's underneath the walls and everything else. So who's more perfect than you to be able to figure out cost-effective solutions to people's um, issues that they run into? That's so great, Gloria. What, uh, what's happening currently in the design world? Um, now, has our world shifted over this last year with COVID? And I'm not sure if that's involved, but what's happening in the world right now with design? Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, right now, because we are still in the COVID time, um, people spend more time at home more than ever. And then um, 
also now is the seller's market. Uh, that's why I see uh, a lot of master bathroom design remodeling, sunroom, sunroom design uh, addition, uh, garage conversion, home offices, and ADU. The reason for that is, you know, you stay more time at home. You 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 never um, you, you don't like this tub and then the, this is old fashioned and also you, the shower room is just too small. And you really want to bring the life quality, um, you know, to improve your life quality better uh, for your home um, time. And then uh, the garage conversion uh, can be converted to your home office or another uh, additional room to, um, for your uh, member, family members, if they come back home from school or, um, and then you spend time more uh, in your home office and because you cannot go to your, your employer's office. So that's what we see a lot. And Gloria, I met with you um, in, I don't know if it was right. It had to been before, it was before the shutdown, obviously, because we met face-to-face -face in your office. And I think we knew what was coming or we were thinking what was coming, uh, but you were talking about how most likely things were going to change in office buildings and just, you know, mm -hmm. different uh, design structures. So as we're wrapping up here in our first segment, uh, we've got about a minute left, what um, what are you seeing with the office buildings? Um, uh, the office building right now, a lot of offices doing hybrid. So say maybe 50% of their employees can work from home um, and they, they come to the office maybe once a week, just you know for, uh, for a group meetings um, or twice a week. And uh, some offices do, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for this group of people and then Tuesday, Thursday for another group of people to come in so that they can reduce the uh, occupant, uh, occupant load into half or, or you know, 25%. Um, so that's why we see a lot. Um, some companies talk about um, bring the, you know, go, go back to what we were, uh, how, um, how, we, how we were operated before, but it will take time, um, probably at least a year or something. Yeah. Only will sure come that, back. Yeah. For sure. The <laughs> thought process of cubicles and, you know, just the design of what's happening within the office to, um, you know, remain in maybe some type of social distancing uh, aspect of it. Well, great information, uh, Gloria. Uh, coming up next on The Money Hour, we're going to have a continued conversation with Gloria Chen of VIS Designs. Why do I need an interior designer for a kitchen and a bathroom remodel? What are the key steps for a sunroom or ADU addition right here on 1150 AM KKNW? The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey every Saturday from 3 to 4 p.m. right here on KKNW AM 1150. Join the show to experience expert advice and knowledge on today's events in our local economy that can affect your money. That's every Saturday from 3 to 4 p.m. with a repeat show on Sundays at 8 a.m. For more information about The Money Hour radio show and their guests, visit themoneyhour.com. That's themoneyhour.com. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. 
You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You're listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the April 10th show. Our share show airs on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. You can also catch us on podcast or our Facebook premiere show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now our continued conversation with Gloria Chen of VIS Designs. Why do I need an interior designer for a kitchen or a bathroom remodeling? And what are the key steps for a sunroom or an ADU ADU edition right here on 1150 AM KKNW? So Gloria, we're going to shift a little bit to master bathroom and kitchen design. And I know I'm sure you run you probably run into a lot of people that kind of have their mind made up on remodeling. They know where the shower and the toilet's going, or they want to go with a certain color scheme. Um, why should you hire a designer and what can a designer bring that will make a difference um, from where they're starting to have their own vision? Yeah. Um, a lot of um, homeowners, um, of course, they, they think about, hey, um, I don't like the toilet to be here. I, I want my shower room to be bigger. What can I do? So they uh, start from their mind and then see, you know, or they talk with their spouse or um, family members, and then they have this original idea. And those ideas are great. Um, and some homeowners can design by themselves. That is wonderful. Um, and some home- homeowners only have just a thought and then they can feel overwhelmed by you know, what's going on uh, and what can we accomplish in, in order to bring this result into what I'm really looking for. Um, so oftentimes the, those ideas the homeowners provide uh, are very um, are good for my design directions. Um, and then however, those ideas sometimes are not very feasible or practical. Uh, for example, the, the efficiency of the space usage according to the, the, the owner's lifestyle, um, the plumbing connections in relation to the house structure and the construction details, um, and also the style that goes with that of the rest of the house. Um, like you don't want your kitchen looks in one style and then your bathroom looks in a totally different style. Um, and so that the whole house looks as a whole, as a, as a well-designed um, package. So when you sell the house and other people will see this is a one design package, not a piece of here, a piece of there. So Gloria, let's look at a holistic perspective on hiring a designer because obviously there's some additional cost. And let's talk about um, what makes it worth it in adding that into your budget to hire somebody like you? Yeah, a good designer uh, will increase, will help the homeowners to increase the house value. So not just to bring a good design to, um, to the house, but your house value will increase at the time that you are ready to sell. 
Um, and, and also most importantly, the material selection that contributes to the overall construction cost will make a huge difference. Um, a good designer should not only provide trendy design, but also select materials, fixtures, and equipment uh, to meet the owner's targeted budget. So that's why uh, we need a, a designer that really see the whole thing, not only from the, the, um, the design perspective, but also from the budget perspective. And that, that will uh, help the, the homeowners to save, actually save more money in the construction, uh, not just to spend some time to hire a designer, but a, a good designer can save you way more uh, than the, the fee you pay to the designer. You know, one of the things I love when re, like me, remodels done right is seeing some of the impacts like blowing out a wall to spread out a kitchen or things that with your advanced knowledge, Gloria, that you can make such a difference in a home and change that home forever for something to something magnificent. And the value of your home would increase significantly from some of these changes where being kind of smaller minded and just throwing some paint on something is going to make that big of a deal. So having your brain behind that, I can see a huge increase in homes value and that being less leverage is huge. What is usually involved uh, in, in your perspective when you're doing remodels? Uh, yes. So from a designer's point of view, um, first of all, we need to um, visit your home and do the measurement. And that's the very first step, of course, and take some photos. Um, and then the designer will bring back uh, to their office and transfer those information to a digital drafting software. Um, and then the next one, next step is to have design meetings. Uh, usually it's two or three or four meetings, depend, depending on the scope of work and the, and the type of uh, remodeling. And uh, if it's just um, um, aesthetical uh, changes, for example, just change um, a vanity cabinet or um, adding some new lights, um, what the lighting you, you will have, you will need to have uh, electrical permit. But if it's just aesthetical, then you really don't need a building permit. Um, or even if just, if, if you just change the flooring, you know, from tile to wood or from carpet to wood, um, you don't need a permit for that. However, if you start to build walls, then you will need a permit. Um, or to um, add a window or a door, things like that. So when you need a permit, then um, the designer or the architect can help you uh, with the coordination with the jurisdiction uh, for building permit. And then they can provide the permit drawings for you and do the permit submittal and deal with uh, anything that's after that. Uh, for example, the city comments um, and then um, getting the permit approval. Yeah, and like Keelan, I said, I mean, you you need to have expertise in this process and don't um, you don't want to try to 
shave off some costs because in the end, it's going to cost you a lot more. And as Keelan stated, I mean, there's been many times where people are trying to sell their house and they're not permitted and trying to go back and get permits for something. Uh, that is not a process that you want to uh, be involved in at all. So Gloria, let's talk about the design process. It's kind of a general question uh, because it depends on the job scope, obviously, but let's talk about the job, the design process and time frame. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, so the first step is measurement. And then the second step uh, is the design meetings uh, for flooring, uh, floor layout, uh, which we, we um, refer to space planning. Um, so we lay out different options. Uh, say uh, you, you're, you would like to have a uh, bathroom remodeled. So here can be the new toilet location. And then the, here is the the shower room and then how big the shower room can be. And then if you have a closet next to the shower room, um, say you want to enlarge the shower room and the closet. Um, so then we need to see the, the, the space that you have um, and then what's next to the shower room and the closet. Is it a bedroom or is it exterior wall? Um, and then the des good designer can move things around uh, according to the building system, the, the house uh, structure and then give you the best solution. And oftentimes the homeowners are surprised uh, to the, the new plan. They can, they can you know, they can, it can be remodeled. It's, wow, I've never thought this way. And I'm glad that I hired a designer. Um, so these are the design process. And then the next one um, will be the permit process. And then, because the city doesn't really care what kind of material you put in there, you know, either carpet or wood or tile, they just see uh, from the code uh, requirement perspective. So we can do that first. And then while we are waiting for the permit to be issued, which would take, you know, a few weeks to months, um, then at that time we can start selecting the materials. And a good designer can help you with the colors and the patterns and um, you know the manufacturers and the, the lighting and all those fun stuff. Um, then we save the, the fun stuff at the last. <laughs> well, it's fun stuff for you, but for a homeowner and somebody that's trying to remodel their home that has no idea what they're doing, it is overwhelming and uh, a lot to do on your own. Mm -hmm. And I also want to mention a little bit about the time frame for uh, a remodeling project, like a bathroom design or kitchen design. Um, for me, it usually takes two to three months. Um, if a structural engineer is, in, is needed, which means if we remove a column and then um, beef up the beam above it, you know, that, that is um, engineer is required. And, it will take approximately two to five months, uh, depend, depending on the structural engineer's schedule. And then uh, the permit time frame usually takes two to four weeks for a city that is not super busy. Um, but some, be some cities right now, especially in the COVID time, some cities are uh, overloaded. Uh, it can take up to um, from two months up to, to a year depending on the scope of work, <laughs> so yeah. 
Yeah, I heard from one of my friends that some of these permits can take a really, really long time. We're down to one minute, Gloria. And um, when you're talking about this, it just makes me think of how special you are in your position. I can't see through walls and know how things can be moved and shuffled around like you have and can visualize with your brain. So how powerful is it to have somebody like you who can look beyond things that people like me have no idea we can do? Um, in your opinion, how do you choose the best designer? Well, um, I really recommend if to choose someone who has both architectural and interior design training and experience, um, especially when it comes to uh, code requirements and, and the uh, house uh, structural system. Um, and that person needs to have a, a experience in permitting. And the most importantly, the if the person, see if that person um, is detail-oriented, uh, if that professional is uh, really care about the customers, the, their clients, uh, see from their perspective. Yeah, so that's those most important factors. Wonderful. Coming up next in the Money Hour, our continued conversation with our guest, Gloria Chen of VIS Designs. We're gonna talk about what are the key steps for a sunroom or an ADU addition. Have you experienced paying more than what you need? If you answer yes, you certainly do not want that to happen to you when you're buying a home. Gloria Chen with VIS Designs has assisted individuals just like yours in finding the right property for future expansion or immediate investment with confidence when remodeling, additions, or even new construction that will take place after purchase. To get more information on how Gloria Chen can assist you, call her at 206-335-4199 or email her at glory at vis-designs.com. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the April 10th show. Catch us on air Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. Also on podcast or our Facebook premiere show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. Now I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything that has to do with your money. And back with our guest, Gloria. We're going to skip over to Sunrooms and ADU Design, uh, Gloria. And this is kind of the talk of the town. It's been with this low inventory, DADUs, ADUs, we get a lot of this talk of people wanting to take advantage because there's lack of space to build in and such. What should we consider when it comes to a sunroom or an ADU design? Uh, a sunroom, an ADU, is, is considered a, an addition. So when it comes to addition, uh, there will be structure involved, of course, and then uh, it will be um, the exterior appearance involved. So the first thing is um, I will recommend my client to check with your uh, homeowner association. 
uh, to get their agreement and the permission uh, and then uh, and get their design standards. And, and they might have some special requirements, say, hey, uh, we understand you want to um, add a sound room. Um, so here are the standards that you can do this kind of sound rooms, but not this type because that doesn't really fit into our neighborhood. So first thing you, you want to talk to your um, homeowner association about it. Second is you can have the design professional to check the zoning requirements for you. Um, the things are important for the, those additions are the setbacks um, impervious percentage, um, which means, um, you know, in your backyard, you might have uh, concrete patios or um, stone pavings. Um, and then the other, those things are considered impervious, which means the water, the, the rain comes down and then it will go to the city's uh, uh, storm water system. And the city doesn't want too much of the rain water to go into their system. So they want to make sure you, you meet their maximum impervious percentage. And so that affects how big your sunroom can be and you know, your ADU, where your ADU can be at in your backyard. Um, so those are the, the first thing you, you need to um, do uh, as, as a due, due diligence. So Gloria, I mean, it's there. There's a lot that's happening and a lot that's going on in all of this. How many professionals are involved in the entire process? Well, um, it definitely will involve uh, structural engineer, of course, and then if the site, uh, your property is large, then the a site surveyor, uh, geographic surveyor, can be involved. Um, usually it, it does not need, you don't need to, but, um, you know, in some cases it does. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen and the, architect, I, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Gloria, I noticed there's a, a piece that it just comes out of you. That's so cool is your knowledge of who to use on particular things. And I'm like reading between the lines of structural engineers and the different type of people you have to involve to do it correctly as opposed to just kind of winging this and that could cost you a lot of money in the end there's nothing about winging it when it comes to homes you got to have all the right people right permits so you have that that lot lasting outcome that's going to make the make it for the long haul so uh which makes me kind of wonder and lead to our next question is what's the first step i mean there's a lot to be done and the time frame for these type of projects yeah the first step is to find an architect that um, has the experience in zoning um, co uh, research, also in, uh, in coordination with the structure engineer um, in the permitting. So the, after you find it, uh, find this person, then and of course you talk to the HOA, your homeowner association, then doing the, the zoning requirement research, um, this can be done by your uh, hired professional. So Gloria, what single project would you consider most significant and provided the most successful outcome for your business? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would like to mention a, a, 
a, a project that uh, we recently finished um, at the end of last year uh, in November. Um, this is a, a, actually an, an office um, building lobby design. The, this design um, attracts uh, REI to lease the entire building. Uh, I want to change my background uh, so you can see if, if you are able to see it. Um, this is the, the space uh, that I designed. This is the elevator lobby. Um, and other um, space, you know, like this one and this. So, so you can see the buck in the middle. <laughs> there, so there is a buck in this in the space. Why this uh, space is so significant to me and and also the owner is the uh, we started design designing in 2017. Um, this building is in Issaquah and the owner wants to make uh, the building um, a really unique um, design. And because it's in Issaquah and the Issaquah is the gateway um, for the, the nature. Um, so it's in between the urban setting and the outdoor setting. And once you enter Issaquah, you enter the outdoor and then, you know, you go further east and you, you see the mountains, the rivers and yeah. And also um, our design theme is bringing the outdoors in uh, and the owner wants to make the building for life and work balance um, purpose. So when people work in that building, they can also do short hiking during the lunchtime uh, or do biking after the work, just, you know, they can bike to their office and then continue going east and, uh, for biking after 5 p.m. Um, so, so we never thought uh, REI would be the, the tenant, the sole tenant for the entire building when we first designed in 2017. Um, and so this project, um, makes everybody so happy, uh, especially the owner. This, the buck behind me, you, you can see in the background, they owned this um, sculpture for 15 years, but they didn't have a good space for it. So they hired me to design a, an alcove for this beautiful sculpture. So this alcove is three-dimensional uh, with the tree pattern um, uh, panels behind and then the backlighting. Um, and also the wall panels are um, three-dimensional as well with three stain colors. Um, the, the lighting, the light fixtures represents the sun and the moon. Um, so in this building, we have a lot of uh, natural elements. We have uh, wood grain, uh, wood look porcelain tile on, uh, on the floor. Um, we have a carpet that represents the lake, uh, blue color and then the um, organic shapes. Um, so, so this actually makes the building very unique from all other um, class A office buildings. And, that's, and this is the reason that attracts uh, the REI to lease the entire building. Wow, I wanna come work at that building and bring our team there. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, Gloria. Thank you.
Yeah, to those that can't on the radio, that can't see what she's showing us, you'll have to go into our Facebook Live and see it. But the way that she, that Gloria brought this outdoor inside, but it is beautiful. It's this modern touch to it, but yet it totally feels like an REI-type building. So I, it's incredible. You did such an amazing job on that, Gloria. Um, so we've talked about kind of that project that got you really excited and that you've completed. What does this next year look for, look like for you? What are you excited about for this next year with your business? Yeah, um, we actually, with the COVID, um, there are a lot of, um, um, people, you know, people spend more time at home. And then uh, we also have that Amazon and the Facebook uh, hiring employees in our areas. So residential um, design and also the mixed use apartments, condominiums are uh, very hot right now. Uh, we currently are designing um, two apartment buildings and with the third one coming. Um, and also we design a lot of um, master bathroom and the sunroom and the garage conversion. Uh, also the home offices. For example, um, if your living room is, you know, has this vaulted ceiling, like a two-story high, you can add a loft and you or your spouse can work up there uh, while you, you work in another room. Um, and also ADU is, a, is another trend. Um, people can use the mother-in-law unit um, as their home office. So totally separate from the rest of the house, the household, or you can use that um, as a as a rental unit um, or the Airbnb um, to yeah. make extra income for yourself. Yeah. And I, I, I was Keelan was talking in his money chat this morning. I mean, with rates um, never seen below, never seen as low as they were, tad bit higher now, not much, and all of this equity. As you heard me, you know, share what's happening with the real estate appreciation and there's no inventory. So if you can sell your home, where are you going to buy your new home? Are you going to be able to find and get an offer accepted because of lack of inventory? You have all this cash sitting in your home. So why not just remodel, make your home the way that you want it? Um, yeah, so tons of things going on with uh, res residential, I would imagine. So it's nice to hear that there's a balance because the commercial industry has been hit so hard with COVID. And then they, but the residential side is exploding with people uh, looking for ways to make it more workable to actually work from home and be remote. Uh, Gloria, we are wrapping up our time. We have less than a minute left. Is there anything you would like to leave with our listeners as we end our show today? I will highly um, encourage homeowners uh, when, when you start thinking about remodeling your home or adding a, a room or a ADU, uh, consider VIS designs because um, we are very detail-oriented um, professionals. We um, stand on uh, on your side. Uh, we fight for you, actually, uh, and then uh, we would love to talk to you um, regarding your visions, uh, your needs and wants. Um, even just um, a short chat uh, for design consultation, we also can give you a professional um, suggestions 
according mm -hmm. to what you would like to accomplish, uh, even just an hour or two, uh, it's probably worth your your uh, your time. Yeah, and that's a that's a great uh, wrap up there, Gloria. And yes, a call to action: if you're a homeowner, reach into the show. Let's get get you connected with with Gloria, because as she stated in earlier in the show you may not have any visual idea of what can be accomplished with your home. And it could be a game changer for you and your family's life, lifestyle, as well as the additional appreciation that you're adding to that home. So Gloria, thank you again uh, for being here today. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. This is your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts signing out for the day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and your week. We look forward to talking to you soon again next week about more things all money on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420 and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075 are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.